Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, everyone, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. The topic of our podcast today is the death of Rudolf Valentino. Of course, Rudolf Valentino was a uh, was America's first uh, really movie star, and um, he died at a very young age. And we're going to talk about his life. He was a a lover, much like Charles and I. He was a, he was a prolific lover, Timmy, and and it's and and it's not easy, as you can attest to, Timmy. Well, you know, your reputation precedes you, and then people have a high expectations, Colonel. Exactly. The, the bar is way, way up there. It's not. Well, you can't hit a home run every time you step to the oh, plate, but that's what women. for fuck's sake. That's right. That's what women expect. Yeah, sometimes you get three, four triples, and they're just right, not exactly. happy with that. Oh. And it's not easy. I mean, you don't know what it's like, devil. I mean, most people, they, you know, with you. Yeah, you don't have. Right expectations exactly all you got to do is birth a baby now and again and people think you've done something but Ah. timmy and i Hmm. well you know timmy carries the manual of the mickey manual of cunny lingus yes that's not an easy that's not that's not an easy reputation yes and uh, rudolph valentino had a similar reputation brandy as you you probably know of course because you're old Oh. oh uh Oh, we're doing this today. Okay. <laughs> Before we get started, I want to um, remind everyone that we are a, a, a comedy podcast. We use adult language, and if adult language offends you, then... Then you can just go fuck yourself and get right out of here, Timmy. You really got the wrong podcast if you that offends do. you. <laughs> you, could go, you can go find the soothing voices of Ben Fitton. Yes. On They Walk Among Us, or Nina instead... Over at uh, have already gone, already gone, and don't talk to strangers. Don't talk to strangers. Nina is moving to Atlanta. Uh, She's going to be cussing by the time she gets down there on her podcast. There's going to be all kinds of cussing after she gets to Atlanta. Well, does it bother you? She's moving to Atlanta. I mean, I have in my mind where she should be, and it's in Michigan. Yeah, and you know, even though she's like almost the same distance, really, almost. I, I feel like she's farther farther away in Atlanta. Well, so she's start like doing it. Atlanta true crime. No, she's sticking she's to Michigan. She's staying to Michigan true crime because that's yeah. what she that's what she knows and loves. But it's just not natural, Timmy. It's not natural for it her is to be not. In so Nina, we do not approve of your move to Atlanta. No, we're still we're still against it. 
I'm sure she's considering So if you're that. listening, so if you're listening, please go to the already gone uh, Facebook group and condemn uh, Nina's move yes. to Atlanta and tell her that you we you heard it here. Re- and we've encouraged you to do that. Rebuke her sharply. Jesus. We saw Nina. Uh, Brandy and I saw Nina in Chicago at the True Crime Festival. We did. Podcast Festival. We did. But, Colonel, I was a little concerned with Brandy because, you know, it was as as I, we had our meeting before the conference, and and I think was I clear, Colonel, that this was a working conference, that this was a business trip, not to get drunk, not well, to first of be, all, if it's know, a business taking your trip, boobs out. If this is a business trip, then I feel like the business should have paid for it. Oh well, I'm just you know, saying, great. huh? But but, Colonel, did we not talk about professionalism, codes of behavior? Yes. Yeah, she and she ignored them all. I had a great I mean, time. The man, I saw her for a short period of time, and and she was I, I would say she was sober, or at least you know I was not coherent. <laughs> coherent. I Maybe saw that. Uh, I saw topless photos. I was photos still a bit disappointed, Brandy. You were supposed to be up there representing yes. us. You're supposed to be engaging with the, our listeners, and I, I saw you sitting in a lounge getting drunk. That's the only thing I saw at the, I, at the whole. I I engaged so. in many with many people. Hmm. I had a great time. But, you know, it was it was fun. Got to hang out with Christy Lee, and I saw Nina, and we had a really good time. I went with my girlfriend, Michelle Stephanie. Johns. Oh, my gosh, Michelle, Michelle Johns. Johns ran around with her and her sister. So, you yes. know, we had a went with my girlfriend, Stephanie. We had a wonderful, it was a good trip for us. Well, it's, it's a, a, yeah, trip. just to, it's a little bit yeah, blurry. Yeah, it was on vacation. It was a business trip, but that's okay, Brandy. Uh, use our meager earnings yes. to, yeah. you know. To go, just well, continue on with your alcoholic problem. But anyway, Chuck, I saw Chuck what. bothered to show up, so. I had know, a previous like engagement. Well, see, now you're deflecting. That's the problem. You're deflecting. Uh, yes. Okay. T- take responsibility for your, for your own behavior. You don't worry about mine. That's your I problem in life, devil, is you want to deflect all the time. We're trying to make you a better person here, and you right. just ignore us, and you just. What about them? What about this person? What about that person? What about that? Well, what about you, devil? That's what we're trying. What help us help you? And I, I saw, saw on Instagram, devil. It was a little Instagram. bit blurry, but it appeared to be you topless cannonballing into the hotel pool. Well, first of all, your comments on that, Brandy? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I did get to I get to I got to meet uh, Jessica's husband, Luke, Jessica Ann. Yes, her husband Jess, Luke. Jessica Ann was there. Yeah, he's uh, from. He's a cool guy. Australia he really is. Yeah, he's a really they're, cool they're guy. A, they're a sweet couple. Oh, they really are. And they're coming are. to uh, they're coming to DweebCon again. They was of course they was there last year. But yeah, I, I met them. I saw with Michelle. And, I saw Charlie. I saw all kinds of people. It was really fun, and I remember meeting yeah. them, which is clutch. Just too bad you cannot, you know, promote our podcast while you're there. But hey, I promoted our podcast all over the place. Hmm. It's too bad we didn't Let have me stickers. Inter- <laughs> we have stickers, goddammit. <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't have them. I'll, I'll bring them to DweebCon. DweebCon, October 4th. Of course, Brandy, I know you're looking forward to that. An excuse to drink some more. Always. Is um, it October 4th? So we, uh, that's, that's the fine. weekend of October 4th. October I will be 4th there. And 5th. 
and uh, here in Cincinnati. So if you haven't made your plans to attend that, you want to because um, it's a lot of fun. And uh, Michelle Johns, of course, will be there. You know, and Jessica Ann and Nina. I like staying at the Millennium last year. I think we should do that again. It had a nice bar. It was good people watching. Yeah. Okay, so you're endorsing the Millennium. I, you know, I am. I am. Okay. I think that's where I'm going to stay. Have you noticed she All doesn't right. talk about location, price, or anything? It had a nice bar, Timmy. That's what hey, yeah. the, that's bar, the bar had food. They had a good breakfast bar. I mean, it was it was a good place to stay. They had alcohol. They did all of those things that I require when I am on vacation. I guess I should introduce you guys. That'd be um, great. Uh, let me introduce the lady who's known throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent, Her Majesty Queen Brandy the First. So we already know what you've been up to, Brandy. Anything else you would like to add? You know, uh, I, if any, I'm still kind of recovering. From it, I'm still, yeah. you know, and I even took Monday off because I thought, you know, I'm just gonna, I am still recovering. I'm just tired. Well, that's what happens when you go on a four day drunk. Yeah. Well, you know, four day bender. Yeah, Otis. I just can't do that shit anymore. Just can't do it. I, I think you, I think you have more problems with four days of sobriety. That's probably your bigger challenge. Well, I work with you sons of bitches, so yeah, I probably do. <laughs> Have you ever got up to a four-day chip, devil? <laughs> I don't think they give those out. Yeah, you can get a four-day chip, five-day chip. four-day chip. Nice. I myself have been, I'm going to the next Alcoholics Anonymous meeting because I have been stone-cold sober for over 30 years, 25 years. Timmy ain't nary got a chip for it. So I'm going to Man. the next meeting just to say I'm Chuck Walters. I'm not an alcoholic because I haven't drank. So you're penalized. Right. You're penalized because you're not an alcoholic. I, that doesn't seem fair, Brandy. You I, should I, absolutely go and demand your chip. But I'm I'm confused. Did we introduce Chuck yet? Or is he No, just, let me do that. Yeah, okay. Just checking. He's, he's known as, uh, you know, when I, when I was at the podcast festival, a lot of people came up to me and said, how is that most dangerous man in podcasting they, they didn't, doing? They did not at all. And... They said, "Please let him know that when I'm when I'm down, when when life is just you know just uh, bleak, nobody and, said and this. The future is so bleak and sad that he is an oasis in my desert of despair. He's not. And so I'd like to introduce him, Brandy, a man who's known as uh, the most dangerous man in podcasting today, the By very no honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Walters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman Brandy. No. I I don't know what to do How with are that. you, Colonel? I'm not good, Timmy. Of course not he's good. not. Fuck. What's, what's wrong, Colonel? Well, I got, I got a number of things going on. My first grievance is... When I stopped drinking, I just chained myself to a bed for a week, Timmy. That's how I stopped. Is that stopped. how you... Uh, I didn't get together with I a see. bunch of people and talk about my problems. I just chained my bed self to a bed for a week, sweated it out. I ain't got an area chip for it. But I'll, I'll address that grievance because I'm going to the next meeting. Now, well, I mm-hmm. have another animal in my house, Timmy. You're such a shit. Yes. Shadow. With sharp he little teeth. Bow. Yes. We're talking about Beau, Beauregard. Beauregard. Yes. Little Beauregard. And uh, I have very little say in whether I had this ha- animal in my house. 
he just showed up one day and he they have those sharp little teeth and my ears are always bleeding Timmy because he likes yeah, to bite what, my ears what, what kind of puppy is he Kurt? he is a miniature pincher and a he's four breeds miniature pincher chihuahua uh shih tzu and boston terrier uh, he said he's all those little dogs. He's psychotic to me. He's psychotic. <laughs> How does Rudy like having a baby brother? Rudy likes to. Uh, Rudy likes to run. Rudy likes to chase him around the house and then stop, and then let the little dog chase Rudy around the house. It's a pretty goddamn comical thing to see. To see this little. Mm. He's not even two pounds yet, uh, chasing this sixty-five pound dog around the house. But it's uh, and and it creates a lot of chaos to me. Rudy was a pretty chill dog before I got this little psycho in my house, and now this dog psychoness is bleeding onto Rudy, and Rudy's becoming a psycho. I saw that he was uh, learning to walk up the the steps at on your uh, on your. uh, I had deck. I had to build him a little handicap ramp, Timmy. He couldn't get up on the deck. (laughs) So yeah, but it, well, he'll be—I'm sure he'll be getting up there pretty soon. Well, now he just doesn't go down. When he wants to go off the deck, he runs up to the edge of the deck, stops, and then leaps off like Superman. He's got all four paws out in the air. It's only about a ten-inch drop, but still, when he lands, he rolls about three or four times into the yard. <laughs> and he's—he is really cute. He's getting Rudy to do some crazy things. So I—I I, I think he's a bad influence. Ah, I see. Perfect. Brandy, uh, I understand we have a guest today. We sure could have a guest today. And uh, okay. if you if you want to do it, we can do it. Let me make sure that sure. he is prepared. Tell mentally. him it's, we it's have a, a question and answer session. Yes, we have a very special guest today. We're going to kind of find out what goes on in the Brandy Herman household, Colonel. <laughs> I know that's yeah. something that... You know, it's some it's some questions are best left unanswered, I guess. But oh no! All right, he can hear you. Hi, no- Hi Noah. Hi. Noah, how are you? We have some questions for you. Would you mind answering questions? Yeah. What's your favorite beer, Noah? What? What kind of Stop beer it. do you like to drink? Stop it! Stop it! Okay. My baby doesn't do that. When your mommy's at home, your mo- when I work with your mommy and she yells a lot and cusses a lot. Does she do that at home? Uh-huh. That, that's what I figured. <laughs> do you correct her? Do you say, Mommy, you shouldn't talk like that? Uh-huh. Thank, that's that's good, good boy, Noah. Noah. That's good. Now, what is your favorite? Do you like the Avengers, Noah? Not really. Not really? What what What's your favorite movie? Probably the Infinity War. That's the Avengers movie. I know. I, mean, I like Infinity War, though. Okay. War. So you're not a fan of the series, but you do like that movie. Mm-hmm. And and if you had to pick one superhero who could beat up all the other superheroes, Noah, what superhero do you think that would be? Deadpool. Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Deadpool? You think Deadpool could take Batman? Cause I, I yeah. hear you. Yeah. I I think Batman would use his bat belt on Deadpool. 
Because he's got everything in there. He's got to load nuclear weapons, everything. Deadpool is invincible. Well, uh, that's true. That's true. Hmm. But what about Hawk? What about the Hawk? You like the Hawk? The Hulk? The Hawk. Mm-hmm. The Hawk, whatever. The Hulk. You're like your mom, you know that? Yeah. <laughs> do you like him? Yeah. So what are you going to be doing today, Noah? What's your plans Playing for the day? Games. Playing no. video games. What else are we going to do? Go to my grandma's. You're going to your grandma's? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite video game? Friday the 13th. Oh, that sounds like a scary one, Noah. That might scare me, son. People, people now, getting hacked up. Now, Noah, when you, Noah, when you see your grandmother, <clears throat> when you see grandma, I want you to say the following words to her, okay? Listen. Okay. Say, Grandma, I'm worried about mama's drinking, okay? <laughs> She's so silly. That's, <laughs> say, Grandma, I'm worried about my mama's drinking, okay? Uh, She'll know what it means. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Here's another tip for you, Noah. Do you ever go to the grocery store with your mama? No. Never? No. Okay, well, the next time you're out in somewhere public with your mom, just kind of crouch down a little bit, put your hand, like, over your head, and say, don't hit me, mama. Just say that. (laughs) Everybody around you will laugh. They'll think it's very funny. Just put your hand, like, cover your head with your hand and say, don't hit me anymore, Mama. I'm sorry. Everybody will think that's very funny. They're laugh. They're just laugh yeah. and laugh and laugh. They're lying. Okay. Well, Noah, thank you for being on our show. Well, wait a does minute. Mommy let you listen to, uh, does, he let, does Mommy let you listen to the podcast? No. No, that's good. <laughs> that's a good thing, Noah. Tell it really is. Your YouTube channel. I have. I don't have it anymore. So it doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't. You don't it have doesn't it matter. Anymore. Oh, okay. I, I have a YouTube channel. It just doesn't matter right now. Did you two? Could you create a YouTube channel for us, Noah? Because <laughs> the Colonel here, he seems that he doesn't know how to do that. Can you teach him how to do that? Yeah, but I have to have. I have it on my phone. And I have. I don't have my phone right now. Oh. He can do it by from his phone, Chuck. Have you had your phone taken away from you? Hmm. Are you grounded, Noah? Did your mom take your phone from you? Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you do? She or, took it away. Or she no. just... What did you do? Is oh, she... I spent $100 on you... her credit card. Oh, <laughs> you found money on her credit card. Well, uh-huh. What did you buy, Noah? What did you buy with that $100? Uh, stuff that I really want. Okay, well, that's fair. No. She shouldn't that, punish you for that. Stuff that you really need, Noah, not that you just want, that you need it. Right? So so what you're saying, Noah, is that she's not giving you things that you really need. She's not providing your basic necessities. That's not very fair. You might want to talk to your grandma about that, too. Yes, or your social worker. Or Yeah, or your social worker. They're being... Ridiculous. We lo- we we love you, Noah, and we we re- we're really happy that you came on our podcast. Okay. Yeah. Talking okay. to the mics. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, you're done. No. All right. Say goodbye. Bye. See you, buddy. Bye, buddy. Bye. He's Thank so you. cute. There. Now you've tried to okay, corrupt that was my awesome. baby.
Not corrupt. Sounds like you're. What did he buy on? What did he buy on your credit card? Um, uh, a bunch of stuff for his Friday the Thirteenth game, and a bunch of stuff for <laughs> some other games, and yeah. Now, fortunately, I sent I sent a message, and I'm like, yeah, we're gonna need to take those off of my card. Bought an album. He bought an album that we that we have. Like, I don't. You what, can never have too many. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can. It's just not the mm. same if it's not on vinyl. Right. No, no, no. I mean, he bought he bought it. It was a download, but you oh, know, we okay. didn't need to because we have Amazon Music. We can listen to the whole thing anytime we want it's for not, free. It's not Ish. the same as owning it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Okay. Uh, it, can we talk about Rudolph? Well, Valentino? just a quick question, right. Devil. Rudolph, just a Valentino. quick question. Yes. How much what? was your bar tab up in Chicago? I don't know. Did it get into the triple digits? No. no okay. Not per night. Yet you Although it really easily could have, because those were ridiculously expensive drinks. Yet you're punishing this young man for spending $100. It get just hell it seems here. arbitrary. And well, wait a minute. So not, But that's the, not the thing. Not only did he, did he do that, but he changed my Google password... <laughs> he changed it so then like I couldn't get the map up on my car to drive home. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So fortunately, uh, I had somebody with me that had a smart. phone and I could get home, but yeah, that was great. Mm. Great well, times. Well, that's unfortunate, devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Well, try to dry out before DweebCon because you know, we don't need you out falling down drunk a whole the whole time during yeah. DweebCon. A- I mean, any- you know, you embarrass Clark. You embarrass Clark when you do that trophy. Yes, he gets really embarrassed for you. I embarrassed you. He won't say anything, but we know that Clark is really embarrassed for you and and uh just Clark, try to stay sober. Clark's embarrassed yes. for me? Yeah, mm-hmm. because you're falling down drunk. And, God love yeah. him. Yeah. It's not a good look you for know, you, devil. You know, yeah. falling down drunk is my M.O. Hmm. Hello. Yeah. So Let's talk about Rudolph Valentino. Yes, after 20 minutes. He was America's first movie star, Brandy. He arrived in the United States as an immigrant in 1913. And the handsome Valentino caught the eye of older, wealthy women. Colonel, of course, you, you've been involved in relationships such as those occasionally Timmy, i don't like uh, to kiss and tell but yeah the women would pay his rent and bought him expensive gifts brandy your thoughts on that uh sounds like a plan sounds like he did well uh a dancing career uh quickly led to roles in silent movies what kind of dancing within a uh he was like a taxi dancer i think you know, he danced with women for money, and he was a tiny. Ah. He was a tiny dancer. Is he tiny too, dancer? Timmy? Yeah, he's a tiny. No, he was. He was. Uh, what was that song by uh, Tina Turner? Private dancer. Dancer for money. Private dancer. He was a private. He was a dancer. private dancer. Yeah. Yes. Within a few years of arriving in the United States, he established himself as a superstar of the stage and screen. Brandy superstar. And uh, when he set, died suddenly at the age of thirty-one, so he died quite, quite young. Millions of his female fans mourned his death. Well, can I interrupt you here, Timmy? Something just popped up <sighs> on iTunes here. Just women. I, well, I got a question for Brandy first. When when someone like that dies, Brandy, is it okay to continue? Do you continue to fantasize about him even though he's dead? 
Oh, yeah. Your thoughts on that. I'm sure you do. Yes. So it's okay to rub one out to a dead person <laughs> is what you're saying. To, yes. To, it seems, it's all right to ring the devil's doorbell. To me. Ring the devil's doorbell even though you know they're not going to answer the door. Yes. <laughs> okay. This nobody's home. This just popped up on iTunes to me, and I know you. We we care about our listeners, and we care about the feedback that they give us. So I just want to tell you this one. Is this a review? It is a review. About? It is a review. Okay. It says, "I would love to give this five stars." The research is incredible. The writing compares favorably to Keats. So I think they're talking Ooh. about you, Timmy. I, I think so. Timmy seems think like so. such a sweet man. And the colonel is not only hysterically funny, but he seems like a kind and giving man. I had to take away one star for the lady who sounds like, what's her name? Marge Simpson's sister eating broken uh-huh. glass. Well, that doesn't seem like it is. I mean, it seems like a very good review. It does. Very uh, accurate. But, you know, I think they were a little harsh on Brandy. Yeah, it was a little Uh harsh, a little harsh on her. Uh, It says Marge Simpson's sister eating broken glass. That's, uh, I don't know. (laughs) That's the the exact quote you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I think they could have been a little clearer on that. But, Mm. hmm. Interesting. Well, keep, keep looking at keep looking at those reviews, Colonel. If you see anything that stands out, and uh, certainly well, let us know, because it's important to us to take our listeners' feedback and oh yes, that's important, Brandy. You have to and adjust that. the show accordingly. You know what I love is people bitch because we take too long to get to the story, and we've been through a paragraph. And we're 25 minutes into this son of a bitch, and most of it's from the two of you yammering. So how about? If we're taking it seriously, we get to his early life. Timmy, can you tell me about his early life? I'm glad you asked, Brandy. Well, thank you. Rudolph Valentino grew up in Castellaneta, I think I said it right, (laughs) Italy, as the son of an army officer and a veterinarian. I wonder if his dad was an army officer and his mother was a veterinarian, or his dad was an army officer and a veterinarian, or his you mom was it. an army officer. You I wrote know. it. I know. He attended military school, Colonel, much like yourself. Much like myself, yes. But he was rejected from the service because he was not manly enough, Brandy. Much like yourself, Colonel. <laughs> no, no, no. That seems like a, you know, it seems like it could come up with some other reason. You know what I mean? You know, they could have said, you know, you're too short or... Got bad grades, but not manly enough. That seems like you know, a low blow to me. But as a child, uh, Rudolph was indulged was indulged because of his exceptionally good looks. Colonel, you you were indulged, I'm sure. I was indulged a little reasons. bit. It was it's it was it made life easier for for me, I suppose. And he had a playful personality. His mother coddled him while his father disapproved of him. His mother would put him in dresses and other feminine-looking clothing. Well, we're lucky he didn't turn out to be a serial killer. She would, uh, she would tie fancy ribbons in his hair, Brandy, mm-hmm. and encourage him to play with dolls. This is how a lot of them start out. Go ahead. Edgie. This caused an emotional rift between Rudolph and his father. His mother would also tell him of her visions 
in which she saw him becoming a great man. Uh, Valentino would later claim that he also developed uh, visions of the future. Much like, much like yourself, Brandy, you've been known to dabble in the dark arts. Well, so I'm confused because I'm confused whatever's going on on the other side of one of your microphones. But I'm also confused because his mother dressed him up in, right. you know, dresses and bows. But it caused a rift between him and his father. So, well, I think, you know, his dad thought he was being, you know, he was being... His mother bad. was dressing him well, up. Right, right. He's but you a know child. Yeah, but you know how that is. It's, he wasn't close. His dad wasn't close to him because his mother was treating him like he was a daughter instead of a son. And a doll. Um, yeah. He was never, uh, Rudolph was never close to his... Um, father preferring the company of his mother and sister he was very close to his sister uh rudolph's father died of malaria when he was 11 years old so he's out of the picture anyway so you know malaria malaria you know that's what i'll get you malaria yeah the family struggled in poverty after his father died more tragedies were in store for rudolph when his youngest sister died at the age of 10 he would later claim that he never truly got over her death. He was very close to his, you know, his younger sister. In uh, 1912, uh, Rudolph Valentino went to Paris, but he failed to find work there. He ended up begging on the streets until he made his way to New York City as a stowaway the following year. You ever been a stowaway, Brandy? Yes. Not recently. What the fuck? How's those reviews coming, Colonel? Um, well, it's his. Here's another oh. one. Hooked from day one. Chuck and Tim just make this a hint. A hit, I'm sorry. The interesting subjects, the banter. I wish I lived closer to them so I could meet them. This show could use a little less brandy. Hmm. Yeah, she interrupts. Seems long. She is crude, she is vulgar, and she is mean to a man who seems to be incredibly kind. I don't understand it. It must be, well, I mean, it must be, this is the listener saying this, I'm not uh-huh. a psychologist, but it seems like there's some type of envy there. <laughs> hmm. Well, Brandy, uh, I think that, that that listener was a little hard on you, Brandy, but uh, yeah, I, you know, you she they make they make some good points, though, Colonel. They do make some good points, yeah. But <sighs> it's I, I just wish people wouldn't pick on Brandy like this. It just hmm. seems like an overriding theme. So Rudolph uh, was processed at Ellis Island at the age of eighteen on December twenty third, nineteen thirteen. That's two days before Christmas, Brandy, of that year. It is. Although he would go on to find unparalleled fame and success in America, uh, Rudolph never uh, filed the necessary papers for naturalization, and so he retained his Italian citizenship. That's a little bit of trivia, Colonel, that we like to throw out here that you don't get on other podcasts. No, 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 uh-uh, no. That's not something. You think uh, You think already, you think Nina would put that uh, unnecessary information in her podcast Absolutely like not. But, she likes to be, uh, you know, so many of these podcasts, other podcasts are concise, Timmy. Yes. And yeah, not they're, us. they're very we're focused. We like to focus. we're like the grocery store. If you buy this, you get this for free. 
Yeah. So this, we, that, we always think that was a fact you got for free there. That was a bonus fact. Just throwing it in, Colonel. Just throwing it That's in. That's right. So, um, at first, his life in the New World was no better than it had been in Europe. Remember, he was begging on the streets in Paris, Brandy. I do remember uh, from two seconds ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rudolph supported himself with odd jobs, such as uh, bussing tables in restaurants and gardening. Uh, Rudolph once worked at a as a busboy at the famous Murray's Restaurant on 42nd Street, 42nd and Times Square, as well as as well he it was well liked, but didn't go uh, didn't do go wait a minute didn't do a what? good job and was soon all right. So he worked at Murray's. He was well liked, but he didn't do a good job and was fired. He was well liked by the kitchen staff, though, and so he would come back to Murray's for lunch, and the staff would uh, slip him some food. So that's pretty decent of them, Brandy. Yes. Did, did you ever steal food when you worked at restaurants, Brandy? Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Okay. Rudolph lived in the streets of New York and in Central Park for a while until he picked up work as a taxi dancer at Maxim's Restaurant Cabaret, Brandy. I know you've worked at a cabaret or two in your time. Uh, he became a star as a tango pirate, Brandy, and spending right. time on the dance floor with wealthy women who were willing to pay for the company of exotic young men. I, Colonel, of course, we know these type of women. We do know those, Timmy. I've made probably $10, $15 over my lifetime from these women. Here, and, and here's another one that just popped up, Timmy. Uh-huh. It says, not your average history podcast to me. It, mm. it says, this show, it's a shame, this show could be like the perfect ice cream sundae. Timmy is the ice cream. The Colonel is the hot fudge. If only Brandy could be whipped cream instead of motor oil. Nothing ruins a Sunday like motor oil. Now, I don't know where that got Well, that's that mean, Brandy. That just does that's seem mean. mean to yeah. Say. Hmm. Amazing. We like we like constru- we like constructive criticism. But yeah, if they would tell Brandy, hmm. yeah, I'll, I'll look for something that'll more constructive. Thank you, Colonel. Now, Rudolph Valentino quickly befriended a Chilean heiress, Brandy. Have you ever met a Chilean heiress before, Brandy? I have not. And her name was Blanca de Salos, or something like that, okay. which might have seemed uh, like a good idea, but she was unhappily married, Brandy, uh, to a well-connected businessman named John de Salas. The heiress, okay, so she's unhappy with her marriage. She's, uh, the heiress is coming to uh, this place to get a, you know, to dance with young, exotic young men like Rudolph. She uh, becomes, you know, uh, attached to him. And she sets him up with an apartment in New York's Lower East Side. So she's putting him up, Brandy, setting up a little love nest with uh, with young Rudolph. Your thoughts on that, Brandy, if any? I no thoughts. Let her let her do what she wants to do. She's an old lady. She's getting her freak on, Brandy. Hey, more power to her. She bought him clothes, jewelry, and paid for him to take acting classes, Brandy. No one knows for sure if Rudolph and Eris enjoyed a physical relationship, but there were allegations that she spent many hours at Rudolph's Manhattan apartment, Brandy. Your thoughts on that, if any? Uh, I have none, and still good for her. 
Now, when, he uh, did Blanca, silent movies, correct? Yes. yes. Yeah. How much acting do you really need to do other than that, like... Well, you know, you got to move your eyelids yeah. and stuff. And, yeah. I mean, you know, you have to have an expression of surprise. Wouldn't mime you classes be You could be a silent be movie actor. You could not be a silent movie actor if somebody actually paid you a million dollars to be in silent, silent films. It, let's see. Here's another one, Timmy. Um, oh, good. It's... Quite humorous podcast, although them constantly telling Brandy that she needs therapy cuts a little too close to a nerve because it's actually true. She needs to address her anger issues and the show will be more positive. Four stars. Oh, Randy, he's getting a, he's getting us a lot of feedback, Randy. Yeah, with his uh, oh, with those reviews. We, if we, it's wonderful. We could almost have the perfect podcast after this, Timmy. I'm seeing mm. a trend here, Timmy. Are you seeing a trend? Are you? <laughs> it's a, it, well, Brandy, <clears throat> it is a trend. Ah, uh, yes, trend. Sure. All right. So uh, when Blanca and her husband divorced in 1915, uh, Rudolph Valentino testified that he had evidence that John, the husband had been having multiple affairs, including one with his dance partner at the taxi, you know, at the dan- taxi dance place. But uh, his refined European and youthful appearance at the trial had some reporters questioning his masculinity and sexuality in print. And this was something that would go on throughout his career as, a, as an actor. They, was always, they were always questioning his uh, sexuality and his masculinity and... That's well, a shame. He was and, he was an uh, effeminate looking guy though, Timmy. He was very pretty. Valentino. He was, was very, pretty. Very he was pretty. a pretty, pretty boy, Brandy. Of course, yes. you've been known to associate with pretty boys. Not like us, Timmy. He didn't have that rugged, good look side. He don't have the rugged, handsome look like the Colonel myself. Right. He was more of your uh, uh, more. He's pretty as as the Colonel said, Brandy. But Brandy's known to surround herself with pretty boys, especially yeah. when she goes out of town for mm. conferences and. I seen the pictures, Devil. I seen the pictures. Well, anyway, this, uh, this, uh, this, her pictures his, are proof, Bla- and there are none. There is none. Blanca's uh, husband was so pissed off at uh, Rudolph Valentino that he had uh, some. He got some char- trumped up charges against him for sodomy, and uh, they actually put him in jail for a few days before they, those charges were uh, dropped. Uh, but um, he was uh, Rudolph was devastated by these allegations and the charges. He feared that the allegations of homosexuality would damage his budding career and his reputation as a ladies' man. Well, and sodomy so, can go anything from from oral sex to well. Let's your talk about that, Colonel, hummer. because I think when I think of sodomy, I think of the dirty flower. Well, that could be part people, of it, but in a, in a more more extreme versions they consider just the regular just your garden variety hummer to be a sodomy timmy what do you consider sodomy brandy what How the would fuck you define did you it? just say garden variety what hummer devil garden <laughs> variety hummer he's speaking okay. of oral sex brandy you know why no, they I'm do you know why they something you know nothing about do you know why they call it a hummer um, brandy because so when they're trying to talk they're all like mm, 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 mm. That's why they call it a hummer. Okay. 
That's so, Brandy, what's your thought? Stupid factoid. Mm-hmm. What? How would you define? See, that's another fact that you would never get on all. Yeah, you're not going to get that on Ben's show. <laughs> no, you're uh, not going to get that. You know, there's on a reason for that, right? Hmm. Mm. Brandy, what's your thoughts what? on uh, sodomy? You know, we saw uh, Erica Kelly in uh, in Chicago as well. And I love From, that you uh, just associated did, those two things. Did you say? No, I'm not associating it. Yeah, but you just we did. invited. Did Did you talk to her about coming to to Dweebcon and doing our uh, doing a live show? Uh, I of talked to her did. about coming to Dweebcon. You were drunk. I, I asked you to talk to her and see if she would do uh, a live show with us. No, you were there. Is your talker broke? I had other uh, things I, I had to do. Does he have that? To do no, everything? Busy. Uh, Timmy. No, Timmy had. Now, now Timmy was in Chicago. To help promote the show, and not only that, to help promote our entire nation to a lovely foreign person. He had, I was. He had a person yeah, from I Europe. Was, he was, was trying uh, to make her love America. I was shown Chicago to the lovely Leanne, and uh, we went to a baseball game. We went to see Hamilton. We went to top of the Sears Tower. That Colonel, I knew you would have. Definitely been there had you been in town. I would have probably just climbed up, climbed the side of it, Timmy. I wouldn't have wasted my time. Just like Spider Man. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. All right. I don't know where I'm at, but let's let's go and move on. Shocking. Uh, we went sodomy. So not long after the, yeah, uh, not long after the trial, um, Balanca shot her husband to death over custody of their son. And uh, Valentino, unwilling to stick around for another round of testimony and unfavorable press, because he kind of got burnt on the whole press thing, uh, you know, with them claiming he was gay. He fled to the West Coast. Brandy fled to the West Coast. He joined a national dance production, but that production folded in Utah. So um, he was stuck out there with your people, Brandy. Yes. uh, In in a in. Utah, but he, the young performer, then made his way to San Francisco by foot. He walked to San Francisco from Utah. That's a long way, Colonel. That's a, that's a long walk. That's a long walk. It is. But he had to. And he sure, I'm sure he didn't feel like dancing once he got there. But that's exactly what he did when he got to San Francisco. He resumed his dancing career, and in 1917, Rudolph Valentino set his sights on Hollywood, California. Hollywood. In Hollywood, uh, Valentino began to get small parts in films. Most of these, as the colonel pointed out, were silent films. As he did in New York, building a clientele, as he did in New York, he built a clientele of older, wealthy women who would pay for dance dance instructions, quote, unquote. So charming was the young Italian that he would often show up at the movie auditions driving fancy new cars that his clients had let him borrow. Your thoughts on that, Brandy? Hey, you know, they let him borrow it. It's nothing wrong with that. He sounds like a man whore to me, Timmy. Oh, he's a gigolo for sure. For sure. Because, Colonel, let's, let's be honest. Women want the wang, and they'll do anything to get the wang, Brandy. No, we no don't money is no object. The wang. My, money is no object when it comes to the wang. Brandy. We will. just have to show up. <laughs> Not for this one. Not for the Colonel Golden Wang. 
<laughs> it don't well, come cheap. Fortunately, the line for that is very short. They did a Bond movie. Doesn't that about sound me. like a. Uh, they did a Bond movie. It's Doesn't a, that sound like a, a? What was that movie with the? Uh, you know where they were trying to find the golden. The golden child. No, where the you know the candy bar Willy Wonka. Oh, Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah. The golden the, ticket. Golden one. No, they actually did a. They were going to do a Bond movie. They wouldn't let it. It was a Gold Wanger, Timmy. Instead of Goldfinger, it was Goldwanger. Goldwanger. Well, Brandy. Jesus. Let me tell you what happens next. Oh, tell me. Okay. So, in 1917, when the United States entered World War I, Rudolph tried to enlist, but he was rejected due to his citizenship status. Remember, he never became a naturalized citizen. He then tried to get into the Canadian Air Force to fly and fight in France, but was again rejected because he wasn't a citizen of Canada either. Uh, of course, Shirley Strap is a citizen of, a citizen of Canada, and we want to say hi to Shirley. At first, uh, uh, see, at first in Hollywood, Valentino only landed bit parts, often playing the bad guy. He hated these parts, and he disliked being stereotyped as an immigrant gangster. So things hasn't changed really much. No. You know, they're brown, they're bad. That's uh, the way it was. In 1919, just before the rise of his career, Valentino impulsively married actress Jean Acker, who was involved with popular, uh, who was involved with popular actresses uh, Grace Darman and... Ella Nimosa or something. I don't know what that's about. That would be a, that would be a Acker nice became not, involved with Nazi right there. Nazimova. Nazimova. Like Nazimova. Yeah. Quasimodo? Sounds like a skin. She was sounds like yeah, something you put different. on your skin. She was a hunchback, yeah. I believe. Quasimodo? I don't think Jesus. Jean Acker became involved with Rudolph uh, in a part to remove herself to in a part to remove herself from the lesbian triangle. Lesbian. Have you ever been part of a lesbian triangle, Brandy? Uh, no. Or are you stri- strictly a womano amano? Womano amano. Womano. Two women. You just like you. You're monogamous <sighs> with your lesbian softball friends. I'm monogamous with my husband, but thank you. I mean, before that. No, we're talking about in your college. In your days college softball you were, days. You were drinking all the time. Well, I know that hasn't changed much, but when yeah. when you were playing softball. No, I'm. St- Still straight. Okay, so Jean Acker was she was sleeping with these other two women. There was this tri- love triangle, and she she got married to get away from it. But uh, well. she quickly re- she quickly regretted it because you know, even though Rudolph was somewhat feminine, he did not have the vagina. Brandy. He did not. He did not know his way yeah. around like another woman would. To me, well. You know they say that, but I'm not sure that's true, Colonel. I'm not really. I mean, you 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 know the you know the female anatomy pretty well. You've drawn sketches before and posted them, and you seem to have a he, Brandy. He seems to have a intimate knowledge of the female anatomy. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, no. Well, I like to think, Timmy. I'm basically. I the, would not agree. I'm the Lewis and Clark of the hum, the female anatomy, Timmy. He would like to think that, but it's not. That's not it. I'm the Christopher mm. Columbus of the hum- the female anatomy. You meant to go somewhere else and ended up there? No, that happens sometimes. Yeah. That mm. happens. Well, 
killed killed all the people that were already there. <laughs> That's right. Ruined it. Just settled in. Destroyed everything in my path. <laughs> That's right. How... Perfect. <clears throat> so on their wedding bring, night. Did you bring measles and gonorrhea? Yeah, I did. It was the horses that brought the gonorrhea. I'm sure. On their wedding night, Gene Aker locked uh, Rudolph out of their room for on their wedding night. So that's like that song, Brandy, Band of Gold. You're from It is like that. that. Can you sing a little Forest Girl Band I of Gold? I don't know that one, Timmy. Uh, okay, well, you know, you know help. I know Heart of Gold. Since you've been gone, all that's left is a band of gold. You don't know that song? Since you've been gone, all that's nope, left that's is it. a band of gold. All that's, that's left yeah. is the dreams I hold. And you say. That's all oh. I know. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, Colonel. Thank you. You, you, got a way, you got a voice on you. Well, I've, I've been told that before. The couple separated soon after their wedding, and the marriage were never, was never consummated. Brandy, that means they never had sex. Yeah. Thanks for that clarification. The couple remained legally married until 1921 when uh, Gene Acker finally sued Rudolph for divorce, citing desertion. Well, it sounds like if she's locking him out of her bedroom, that would be desertion, but... The divorce was granted, with, uh, and uh, she received alimony. That's fucked up. I mean, she married him on false pretenses, Brandy. Did she? Because she may she have told it. him. She liked the vagina. Mm-hmm. and Well, she shouldn't get alimony. I'm okay with him getting divorced, but she shouldn't get alimony. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's she making more money. holding the bag. Yeah. He's holding the bag, Brandy. He's holding his own bag because she's not doing it. Gene and Valentino eventually uh, renewed their friendship, though, and remained friends until his death. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Meanwhile, Rudolph, uh, Rudolph's acting career began to take off. And it may be that he it was an advantage to him as well because then she's kind of his beard, right? Although right. he claimed he was never gay. I mean, he, he claimed that he was always claimed to be heterosexual. But, you know, of course, back in the day, yeah. that would be something that was really... It was not nearly as career. accepted. It was hard to be a... But even you get up to Rock Hudson days, to me. I mean, he was, yeah, he right. was a sex star and he couldn't be coming out as gay. Yeah, he gay. had to live in the closet, right? Yeah. And that was what, up until the 70s or something? Yeah. Rudolph, uh, maybe 80s. Rudolph Valentino's big break came when he signed with Metro Studios. 
was cast to play the lead role in the 1921 box office smash, Brandy. I know you've, I know you've seen it on Netflix, The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Your thoughts on that, Brandy, if at all? Well, did you I, watch I the found, movie? Your thoughts? I didn't. I never. No, I've never seen the movie. I've never seen it. I probably won't. So I have nothing to add to this conversation about this movie. Mm-hmm. Could you educate yourself on cultural events so you can maybe chime well, in? Especially, here once in a while? I mean, we don't Here's, expect you to know everything, wait minute, Brandon. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But when we're doing a podcast, and you got the script like two weeks ago, yeah. so you knew we were going to go. Over wait a minute. This. But let's cl- let's let's hone in on the fact that I have the script. Now, who sent us the text message going? Yeah, I don't have it. I don't have the script. Well, I know I got it eight times. I'm, I'm sure the colonel was well prepared. Well, I had read no. the script at, at, a, at, a, at a place of employment. And I, I'm sure you reviewed the uh, uh, this movie. I watched the movie, Timmy, just so I would know, yeah. It's about four guys. That's, the, that's, that's what being it's professional is all yeah. about. It's about four horses. Brandy. Four guys, four oh. horses, pitchforks, flames, the devil, Apocalypse. all kinds of things, yeah. I think he wore yeah. a cape in it, Brandy. He wore a lot of capes. He wore some masks. Yeah. He was like if we've Zorro. learned anything from the Incredibles, superheroes should never wear a cape. Hmm. They get tangled up hmm. in equipment. That's exactly right. The film was released in 1921 and became a commercial and critical success, much like this podcast, Colonel. Much like, <laughs> you know, speaking of capes, and this is just for our younger listeners, if, if you if you're... A younger listener out there. Well, Can you not just say me, something? Then your parents aren't really taking good care of you, but just know that. Um, capes don't help you fly. They don't help you Have fly. Have you tested that out, Colonel? You had to learn that the hard way, didn't you? When I was about four years old, Timmy, I, I, I tied, a, tied, a, tied a towel around my neck, and I climbed to not the very tight enough, I see. top of the swing set, Timmy. And I leaped uh-huh. off the top of the swing set, and I hit the ground at full speed, Timmy. Hit the ground at full speed. So, so you did not fly at any point in time? Well, I can't say the cape didn't help, because it's possible that I could have broken um, my whole arm instead of my wrist. You know, it's possible I could have done further damage without the cape. But, I, yeah, I, I, I did break my wrist doing mm. that. And I do not believe the cape broke my fall. Now, maybe I needed to get up higher. You know, for the cape to take effect because it was only you probably try it about now. ten feet. Yeah, but I'm I'm yeah, just telling the now. little kids out there if you're listening, because we have some capes. we have some listeners that are under five years old or at least maturity level under five. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have a podcaster that's maturity level under five. So well, actually, here's we a go. review we just got from one of those. Perfect. Brandy, what's it say, Colonel? It says Tim and Chuck. Seem very nice. I would like to be friends with them. Brandy makes me cry. Hmm. <laughs> was that written Sorry, by Noah? <laughs> yeah, I believe it was. I believe he just got Probably. his phone back, Devil. You might want to go check on that. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why you take the, the boy's phone away. That seems well, and the thing is, harsh. Abusive to yeah. me. It's a phone in name only. Like, it doesn't get calls. He can't get texts. Nothing. I mean, it's basically just a small little tablet. But no, he can't have it back right now. He's got internet access. Well, yes, he does, but not anymore. He's probably got a Bitcoin account somewhere that you don't even know about. He probably does. 
I'm pretty sure he's got a uh, subscription on Pornhub. <laughs> he's a, you know what, you think he's in there playing with his Friday the 13th game. He's in there checking his stocks and everything else. Checking oh, I know. to see what his like portfolio looks like, yeah. Probably. It was one of the first films, uh, this movie, to make a million dollars at the box office. And remains, uh, this day, the sixth uh, highest grossing silent film ever. Well, I don't guess they're making many silent films anymore. Except so. for, did you see the movie The Artist, Timmy? No. It won an Oscar. It didn't even have any words in it. How in the hell do you win an Oscar when you ain't got no... And how do you get a, even nominated for Best Screenplay? There ain't no goddamn words in the know. thing. <laughs> There's no narrative. I yeah, did you just you turn in 445 blank pieces of paper and say, here's a screenplay for it? It's ridiculous. Brandy, we hmm. we raise issues that affect, affect society on this podcast. Right. All so, right, Brandy, tell us about what happens next in the career of young God, Rudolph. God, I'd love to. Valentino. I'm your so overnight, she dancer, dancer for money, do what you What happens, Brandy? You want me to do. So overnight, Valentino became a household name with women across the United States swooning for the Latin lover. Swooning. Swooning. Despite making him a star, Metro Studio refused to pay him more than $350 a week that they had originally signed him for. Those sons of bitches. Right. Uh, after making a couple more commercially, su- commercial, commercially successful films, Rudolph refused to renew his contract with Metro and went on to seek more financially rewarding roles. After quitting Metro, Valentino took up with famous players the forerunner of the present-day Paramount Pictures. Studio founder Jesse Lasky intended to capitalize on the star power of Valentino and cast him in a role that solidified his reputation as the Latin lover. Latin lover. Latin lover. In The Sheik, Rudolph Valentino played the starring role of Sheik Ahmed Ben Hassan. The film was a major success and defined not only his career but his image and legacy. Rudolph was now working for a studio that knew how to promote and pay its stars. He's going to get now paid. A, yes. Now a major star, Rudolph desired to take some time off from acting and focus on his personal life. In 1921, Rudolph met Natasha Rambova, an American silent film costume and set designer and art director with the studio. The couple soon fell in love and married. However, there was a problem. Rudolph was still legally married to Gene Acker. That's a problem. Rudolph and Nacha, I said Natasha, but I guess it's Nacha, uh, had married on May 13, 1922 in Mexico, which resulted in Rudolph's arrest for bigamy since he had not been divorced for a full year as as required by California law at the time. Several days passed and his studio at the time, Famous Players Studio refused to post bail. Eventually, a few friends were able to po- post the cash bail to free Rudolph. The couple waited the required time period and married again on March 14, 1923. His marriage to Nacha was a stormy one. Many of Valentino's friends disliked her and found her very controlling. During his relationship with her, Rudolph lost many friends and business associates. 
towards the end of their marriage, Nacha was even banned from his sets by contract. Damn. Rudolph Valentina. Yeah, I know. How big, how big of a dick do you have to be to get banned from an entire movie set? Uh, they divorced in 1925. The end of the marriage was bitter, with Rudolph bequeathing Nacha $1 in his will. Bequeathing? He, he bequeathed her. By now, Valentina was a major star. His face appeared on almost every single movie magazine around the world. The Sheik had grossed over a million dollars, but the studio did not share their windfall with Rudolph. Once again, Rudolph sought, sought to renegotiate his contract for more money, but the studio wouldn't budge. So without any other options, Rudy went on strike. He quit acting, or more precisely, he quit making movies for Paramount in 1923. To make ends meet, Rudolph took a gig as a dancing spokesperson for a cosmetics company in 1923 and hosted beauty... Con contest along the way as he toured around the country to promote the products valentino used every opportunity to publicly rail against his superiors at the studio and their commercial greed galvanizing the rift between them despite being at the height of his fame it would be two years before he'd star in another film he's busy doing dancing well to me and I, and I think you can understand this point to me that you know with our show I, I think it's pretty much accepted that we we pretty much carried a load here. Yeah, well, you know, you know, it's not about that. It's we're, we're all friends, and you know, one of you know, if you got two talented people, that's enough. That's that's all. We that's need. pretty much. It's it's like having a baseball team, Timmy. If you got two good hitters at the top, you, you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. As long as you put a weak hitter between them. Right. I mean, you know, yeah. nothing personal. We're kind of we're kind of Paul McCartney and John Lennon mm. of the of the group. Yeah, she's sort of the Pete best, but that's okay. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's okay, Brandy. We in addition, just happy. To, I'm a national treasurer. I just want you to know that I have mm. those words have been written about me. I'm just saying. Yeah, but, but what nation though, Brandy? Really? I mean, not the United <laughs> yeah. States. I mean, maybe Moldova or someplace. Yeah. That's fine. One of the stations, maybe. In addition to his trouble with the studio, Rudolph often was at war with the press. Newspapers in New York and Chicago wrote unflattering articles about his greed and hinted at his homosexuality, a charge that could destroy an actor's career at the time. Yeah, and a lot of times those articles were um, written in coordinate, uh, in coordination with the studios who were, you know, oh, trying sure. to get him back. Uh, Rudolph Valentino was a star in an era when traditional modes of masculinity were clung to with an icy grip, and gay bashing was rife. Despite persistent speculation and rumors about his sexuality, along with the notion that his relationship with Gene Acker and Nacha were merely lavender marriages, huh? Mm. by all credible what's, accounts, Valentino was marriage, straight. Randy. You wrote it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's like a beard, right? I yeah, mean, I guess. Right. Uh, but the relentless scrutiny left him feeling constantly insecure about his masculinity. Many male journalists were offended or threatened by Valentino's less mainstream brand of masculinity and decried its undeniable influence on Hollywood and on men in general. One scathing indictment in particular stood out to Valentino. A Chicago Tribune piece by sports writer Why. Frank O'Neill, that came to be known as the Pink Powder Puff article, 
which blamed Valentino for the presence of a powdering station the writer had encountered in a men's bathroom. Oh, they got powdering stations. Colonel, that's that's not good. Valentino wrote to the paper challenging the writer to a boxing match. Hmm. Hmm. See, he was the first he was the first metrosexual, Timmy. Well, and the thing is, the guys were uh, uh, the the men in America were threatened by that by that, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to go around wearing capes because you know the next <laughs> thing you know is you're we're all wearing capes, girl, right. and going to powder powder puff uh, station. And you know, if he was gay, Timmy, here's, here's a lesson I've learned from you know having having a diverse group of friends. Mm-hmm. Just because somebody's gay, don't mean you want to you want to challenge them to a boxing match. No, and that's what this guy finds out yeah. right brandy yeah so so he challenges him to a boxing match uh valentina reached out to heavyweight champion jack dempsey and asked for his help with training it turned out that rudolph valentino was actually pretty fit and dempsey told o'neill valentina is no siffy sissy believe me he packs a pretty mean punch yeah i mean he's a, he's a dancer right i mean yeah. so you know he's athletic yeah. Uh, cut the crap, O'Neill told him. I don't buy it. Neither does anyone else. O'Neill then volunteered to take on Valentino in the ring, and the actor quickly agreed to fight him the following afternoon on the roof of the Ambassador Hotel. The next morning, reporters arrived at Valentino's suite, only to see him decked out in an orchid bathing suit and lavender lounging robe. Well, see, nice. it's, it's just really It's kind of poking that. the bear, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Privately... Reporters marveled at Valentino's bulging biceps and wondered what the star would do if he found out the editorial writer was a woman. Valentino and O'Neill met on the roof with reporters and photographers attending, and despite uh, O'Neill's promise that he would not hurt the star, he popped Valentino on the chin with a left. Well, that kind of he sucker punched him. No, no, the other guy threw the first punch. The, other, the actor responded by dropping his larger opponent with a left of his own. That's good. Good for Rudolph. Yeah. Um, Told you. Wait a minute. Well, who was a woman? Yeah, just go on. Go on. You're confused. Yeah. Drunk. Go you on. got this all jacked up. Try, try to try to she's drinking little less Baileys in the coffee before we record, she's devil. Been nipping already. Yeah. Continue, continue Brandy. What editor? Whatever. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. Uh, so he drops him. Uh, somewhat stunned, Valentino apologized and helped the actor to his feet. Frank O'Neill got up, nursing a sore jaw, <laughs> and shook Valentino's hand. O'Neill told reporters, the next time Jack Dempsey tells me someone is tough, I will believe him. Despite the outcome of the fight, writers would continue to question Rudolph's sexuality. The rumors of his homosexuality continued long after his death. Rudolph and Paramount settled their dispute in early 1925, and he continued to make movies for the studio. In late July, Valentino attended the New York premiere of The Son of the Sheik. The temperature was close to 100 degrees, but the mob of thousands forming around the theater. Uh, and as Valentino tried to make his way out of Times Square, they ripped at his clothes. I hate that. He... I hate that. Yeah, when yeah, you there should sure be laws against that's that. That's happened to me twice just... at DweebCon, Timmy. You know how it is. Yeah, well, t- I... the thing is, women, uh, to me, Carl, I don't know if you run this problem, but wherever I go, women, they just want to kiss me right on the mouth. Yeah. 
they kiss you, yeah, they it's, touch it's, you on the butt. Yeah, it's I've, not it's not it's not cool, Brandy. They pull at your head just to have a piece out of you. It, it's just not. All right. It, it's it's not easy being really a dweeb, is. Timmy. It's not easy being yeah. a dweeb. Not easy being well, on this podcast, Brandy. Uh, he escaped sufficiently intact to read about the melee in, ne- in the next morning's New York Times review of his film. Chuck? Yes, yes, ma'am. Please continue. Okay. Please continue. Okay. Let me see. Well, now, Colonel, I give you the important part. Yeah. You know, me and you, I got the beginning when we're talking When you about set up the whole thing, when you get the, you set the tone for this. To me, you gave us the whole field of background. I mean, it's. And I set you up for the climax. Colonel. Right. Okay. Do you have yeah. your, wait a minute. Do you have your script? I do. Could you read it? I did. Why Why do you not think he's not prepared? Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. What would ever give you an, any indication that he was never prepared? If you don't Maybe believe the text it, that I get, check out on, check out some of the reviews. Yeah, hold on. Get. Let me let me let me read one right now. Uh-huh. This show, while quite funny, could be improved if one of the hosts was more professional. And by one of the hosts, I mean Brandy, Tim. That's pretty specific. And Brandy. Chuck are the epitome of professionalism. They seem to be prepared all the time, but Brandy, and now they have in quotation marks, the devil, seems like she has just woke up from a four-day drunk and is showing up to record. So I can only give this podcast four stars. I mean, you really, uh, how can you argue with that, Colonel? I mean, I mean that's just an objective oh listener's opinion. Right, I mean... That's not me saying I'm going to go make a bagel. Yeah. So... All right, Colonel. That's what I think of that. I'm going to go make a bagel. Well, continue, Continue, Charles. More important to Valentino, however, was a review said the film was full of desert rough stuff and bully fights and leaves Mm. no doubt about his masculinity. The movie was a hit, and Rudolph was once again on top of his agent. Um, On top of the acting world. Okay. In late 1925, Paramount Studio received a letter from the father of a dying 13-year-old girl named Dietra Flame. Hmm, she's headed for the pole there. The young girl was a big (laughs) fan of Rudolph's and was, oh, well, she was dying in a hospital, so hopefully she made it. (laughs) Well, anyway, the studio wanted Rudolph to visit her. If she survives, she'll be on the pole. She'll be on the pole, yeah. Who who names their girl Flame? Now anyway, the stu- Amber Amber Flame. Amber Fl- yeah, Amber Flame. The studio wanted Rudolph to go visit her and take a reporter and a photographer. Rudolph agreed to visit right, so the young lady, thing. but yeah. he refused to turn it into a publicity stunt. When he arrived at the hospital, Rudolph began to cry at the sight of the young girl, as she reminded him of mm-hmm. the sister who had died as a little girl. And in the hospital, Rudolph. Kneeled by the little girl's bed and gave the young girl a single red rose and told her she was going to recover. He told her that he had a vision. A vision. I got a uh, vision. Like he his, put the hands on it to me. his mother. He put the hands right yeah, on like her. like his mother. Remember she had visions? Yeah. And he said, you are not going to die at all. You are going to outlive me by many years. But one thing's for sure. If I die before you, you please come and stay by me because I don't want to be alone either. You come and talk to me. 
Now, the hmm. following year, Timmy, in August 1926, yep. Rudolph was in New York to promote his latest film. While staying at the Hotel Ambassador, he began to experience severe stomach pains. Oh, the stomach pains. The doctor, the hotel doctor Got examined the cramps, him. Yeah. Could have been. Maybe he's constipated. Could have been constipated. Could have been that. Really? You think he just needed to poop? Could have been Taco Bell. <laughs> that's a mother's always. You know, that's a always lot of a mother's go-to. problems can be saw, Brandy, when you poop. Yeah. A mother's go-to for everything is, have you pooped? Well, yeah. Have you pooped? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my show. Absolutely. My, 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 I think, see, when I jumped off the off the swing set with the cape and, and uh, broke my wrist, you know what my mama said to me? What did she say? Walk it off. Did you poop? <laughs> it's like poop and Robitussin. Poop, pooping solves poop everything. Poop and Robitussin will solve everything in it this solves world. solves a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It solves a lot. Well, Rudolph got a second opinion at the hospital when he was diagnosed with appendicitis and gastric ulcers. Mm. Surgery well, was performed. wouldn't have helped that, Brandy. Yeah, his condition is now known as Valentino syndrome, perforated nah, ulcers mimicking appendicitis. Mm. Now, he got the surgery, but he developed peritonitis. Now, that's a very ugly disease, devil. Don't look it up. Yes. Don't look it up at all. On August 18th, his doctors were pretty optimistic about his prognosis. Uh, I'm sorry. Prognosis means, devil, what the doctors think are going to happen to your condition. Okay? I I didn't want to lose you on that one. The media were told that unless Valentino's condition deteriorated, no updates will be given. However, his condition worsened to me on August 21st. And he was stricken with a sheer... Severe relapse of pleuritis, which is yeah. the linings of your lung around your lung, devil. You have a thing called a pleuris, and that can get inflamed. Hence the itis, which is the Latin for inflammation. Well, actually, pleuritis. you have two of them. That's why it's pleuris. If it, you just had one, it'd be singles. Singles, yes. You got two of them. Yeah. If you got two lungs. Now, yeah. this developed rapidly in, in his left lung due to his weakened condition. And during the early hours, Rudolph briefly conscious and chatted with his doctors about his future, but soon lapsed into a coma, much like the devil did on her second night in Chicago. <laughs> An alcoholic induced. Yes. He died a few a days fact? later at the age of 31. Hmm. He was very young, Colonel. Yes. And outside his room was a little girl. Carrying a dead rose going, na, 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 boo, boo. (laughs) So anyway, an estimated 100,000 people lined the streets of Manhattan to pay respects at his funeral. Suicides of despondent fans were reported. That's why I try to keep myself in good shape. That's what I'm I'm afraid happened when you go, Colonel. I'm just seeing women all over the, the country jumping off of buildings, Brandy. Yeah, and with capes on. Well, with or without Kate. Well, are, are you concerned about that, Brandy? With that, some of the dweebs will split their wrist if something happens to the colonel. Well, I guess uh, she's no, not concerned. No, about I'm, that. I'm, well, I'm not concerned. concerned about I think that she at all. left. I, I, this, I, I'm right I think here. she passed she probably, out. She, Otis she is done passed out in her chair. <laughs> so anyway, you know, she starts drinking it. She starts drinking like it. You know, seven I in the morning. On my phone. Will you just zip it? I hit mute. <laughs> <Yeah>. Good lord. <laughs> 
hold on now see i'm right here that's interesting because another one here's another one that came in uh-huh. i would love to give this four stars but or five stars but i can only give it four i would give it five if during the podcast the entire podcast the devil would hit mute on her phone hmm yes randy that's, that's a coincidental that's amazing yeah that's amazing well, anyway, uh, perfect. So you got a riot erupting when frenzied fans tried to break in and grab a last glimpse of it, the screen icon. See, that's what, Brady, I think that's going to happen when the colonel goes. Two women tried to off themselves right in front of the hospital. Yeah. And, and a woman in London, as well as a man in Paris, was successful Ooh. in killing themselves while clutching photos of the late movie star. Now, uh, Colonel, are you going to question the sexuality of the man who... Oh, no, I'm not going to question that one at all. I'm pretty sure I know that one. There's no question there. Okay. Now, after the funeral... He was sort of the Ricky Martin of his day, Randy. Is Ricky Martin... Did Ricky Martin come out and finally say he was... Yes. Did he? Yes, he did. Yes. Yeah, he's in those uh, Puerto Rico... You know, the protests in Puerto Rico. He's involved. Oh, that is one good-looking guy, man. Yeah. Yes, he is very pretty. I'll tell you who else is in 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 George Michael. Say what you want about the he man was, going into the. He was very pretty. Yes, he What'd was. What you doing, he Colonel? Was, well, you know, he was very pretty. He he's he was a little too hairy for me, you know, with the beard. And stuff. You're not you, you're not <laughs> you're not a bear. You're, you're not <laughs> exactly. attracted to bears. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, anyway. Over the years, Timmy, a woman in black carrying a red rose has come to mourn a Valentino's crypt, usually on the anniversary of his death. Several mm. myths surrounds this woman, though it seems the first woman in black was actually Dietra Flame, the young woman Rudolph had visited at the hospital a year before. She survived, Timmy. Oh, wow. So she, Dietra she, Flame she survived, survived, and she was... The- she was the original lady in black that mm-hmm. uh, became a famous. I'm sure she became a famous stripper with that name. And when Dietra mm-hmm. Flame died in 1984, other women in black started appearing at Valentino's Crypt each year on August 23rd. On his, on his birthday, right? Yes. Or on his death. And today, yeah. the tradition is continued by motion picture historian Carrie Bible. Oh, your thoughts on that, Brandy, about the lady in black? You know, I just don't have that much dedication to anything. I don't mm. understand, like, every year, but whatever. Well, I'm sure if the colonel, if, if something would ever happen to the colonel, there would be a lot of women in mourning. You you know, with well, this one, if something happened to Dave, you'd be lucky to get out to just go throw a daisy on there every once in a while. Hmm. Yeah. My poor husband, leave him out of it. No, that's what I said. Your poor husband, because he's one of the one of the nicest men saint. I've ever. Oh, he's more than a saint. He's more than a saint. Whatever. He's none of those things. But leave leave him alone. He's he's fine. He's well taken care of. Hmm. He's a wonderful hmm. man. All right, Brandy. Yes, your is. final thoughts on movie star Rudolph Valentino. You know, it seems, and this is just seriously for a second, it's, it seems that, you know, some of these movie stars just became shot, you know, gained all their fame and stuff, like, before their time. So, I mean, if he was a movie star today, 
you know, he wouldn't have had all of that controversy and everything surrounding him by not being masculine enough or whatever. So, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a shame. I mean, I. So it would have made a lot more know. money. It's today sad. Too. I think it's. I think it's a little sad that you know he had to live his life that way. You know, Proving always himself. with that cloud. Always, yeah. yeah. Always trying to prove himself. Always trying to. You know, I think that's a shame. I think it's a shame when anybody has to do it. So you know, little before his time, it's it's a shame that he, you know, he died so young. Um, you know, but it's. I mean, it's a bit of a tragic life, but. You know, I guess that's just kind of only the good die young, one of those. So we are going to live forever. Uh, Colonel, your final thoughts on the death of Rudolph Valentino? Well, I didn't think he was all that handsome to begin with, Timmy. He was no Steve McQueen, you know? No Burt Reynolds. He's got a point, Brandon. That wasn't going to be. Steve McQueen, Rudolph Val- they're different. He was not going to be doing Smokey and the Bandit. No, no, but they're different. Rudolph Valentino is pretty. Steve McQueen was handsome, but he was rugged. It, much like me, you would say. No, I wouldn't I say would, that. I'd consider you regularly handsome, Colonel. I've, I've, nobody's ever said that. But, you know, Rudolph Valentino was pretty. He's, he's more of a Brad Pitt. Pr- pretty boy. He's a pretty boy. Now, yeah. see, you, now, that's a lie because you say no one would ever say that. And I got a review right here. It says, I love this show. The ruggedly handsome colonel and the unbelievably smart. Well, they've seen us on, on different things. The unbelievably they, smart okay. Timmy the and the amazing on research Twitter. that he does in his, in his uh, great jokes. Don't like the devil. Hmm. Hmm. Well, Brandy, I mean, you know. It's just a random, uh, random comment. Don't don't let it bother you, because I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of people out there that might like you for some reason. Yeah, I know. I'm good. Don't let don't let it discourage you, Brandy. I'm not. I'm uh, not. We would you like to. We would like Brandy to thank all the wonderful people who support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, Brandy, I don't know why you don't, but if you would like to support us on Patreon. Please go to patreon.com slash history dweebs where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or just a wee little bit to me. And we've got some new Patreon supporters. That's always good. Yeah. They like our show enough. That, I mean, you know, we don't, we know that, you know, every, everyone needs their money and it just, you know, give a dollar or two. It shows us that you care and we, we do appreciate it so greatly. Yes. So, um. Give a shout-out, to Colonel, to the wonderful people who support us on Patreon. Well, we got Jim Seabright and Andrew Scammo and Tommy Lane, Jason Dykes, Malachi, Brandon McBride, Jennifer Zvoda, Per Westman, Maggie Glover, Gracie's Bum, Erica Kenny, I Road, The Comeback Podcast, L.K. Barr, Reen, Marissa, Phyllis Munson, Jennifer Riker-Smith, the... The Australian Devil, the Australian Tasmanian Devil, Stephen Potts, Anna Garrett, Benderbrovich, Ursula, also known as Lenick, Clark, and Diane Tobridge. They're just staples of the show, Timmy. And they will be at Tweet will. I, I'm looking forward to, I look forward to seeing them every year. I do, too. Beth Ann Wallens, and who, of course, I look forward to seeing every year is Michelle Johns. Margaret McDonald, Aaron Turner, Jess, my favorite fake Irish 
Lass, Leanne Flanagan, Julia Rodriguez, Mike Sadler, Jamie Dent. Uh, Timmy, did you did you under did you explain baseball to Leanne real well? You know, we did. We went to the Cubs game. I think she I think she caught on pretty well. She she was she she thought it was rude that they was making fun of the pitcher when they took him out, huh? They, yeah, she did. She didn't like that when they started singing "Hit the Road Jack" she, when they removed the pitcher. But, she thought it was poor but, uh, sportsmanship. Yeah, she, I think she had a good time. Oh, good. Jody and Sean Wells, Amber Anderson, they walk among us. Podcast: Lorna Violet, Michael Dale, Kelly Charette, Karen Widener, Callie Jones, Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, Mike Brown from Pleasing Terrace, Sarah Bloom, Amber Croup. Sounds like Noah might have set the house on fire while the devil was not paying attention. <laughs> Christine Bourgeois, Kimberly Cameron, Elise, History Goes Bump, Amber Trevino, Annette Petray, Lise, Lahara Lopez, Alicia and Chip Mincy, Marquia Smith, Jeff, and Don Chestnut. Don, we hope you're recovering well. Andrew Happ, Karen Bonds, Rachel Flynn, Shirley Strap, Todd Long, Melissa Matoya, Maja. Uh, my my friend Shelly, Shelly Garrett, Carol Elise, Kirsten Malachinsky, Adam McWalters. Um, <clears throat> we have the Context and Clarity podcast, Timmy. Paula Kimes, Vanish podcast, Canadian True Cr- Christy Lee with the best teeth in podcasting and Canadian True Crime, She's Timmy. She was at, uh, she was at the uh, podcast she festival was. in Chicago. It was very lovely. Charlie from Insight, Angela Santos, <clears throat> Lydia Fisher, Kim Stroop, Nicole Adams, Tracy Smith, Bridget Bernard, Stacy, Cheryl Weldon, Veronica Moreno, Chris Lane, Alexandra, Elaine Baker, Vivian Baca, Shereen Nehran, Amanda Lupus, Shannon Arnold, Kimberly Smith, roasting her ass off down in Orlando this week, Robin Sherrod, Ruth, oh my God, Keith Whitfield. Terribly hot. Cassie Kitchens, Nikki Johnson, Natasha Burgess. Yeah, and we missed. We I think we missed Nick the last couple times we've done that. So sorry, buddy. We're sorry about that. Sorry, Nikki. Julia Bentley, Patty Schmidt. Of course, of course, Timmy, the lady Beverly, lovely lady Beverly, lovely lady Beverly. And we got a we got a combination now. We have Rudy, the Wonder Dog, the most. The most dangerous dog in podcasting, and Beauregard, the uh, smallest yes. dog in podcasting, and the lady we do this whole show for, Timmy, Dottie Scott. I'm sorry, there was only one dead My body mom. in this one, Dottie. But if the little girl would have done her job and died, we would have had two. But at least we two. only had a. Well, we had five because we had people committing suicide. So yeah, you know, that was a good body. I'm frustrated because I updated this thing, this, and I don't think I got everyone. So if we didn't, I mean, because I know Timothy Sloan, he's a more recent Patreon supporter. Thank you, Timothy. And I know I'm leaving. I know Gina. Uh, I think I'm leaving off some. So I meant to update this, and I did, but apparently I didn't save it. So if we didn't name you this time. I promise we'll, we'll get, get it, it on that Monday time. and get a get a good list of it. Yeah, yeah. we'll get it fixed because. Okay. I don't want to leave anyone. No, off we because don't because we, we appreciate, appreciate you greatly. We we, we seriously we do. really do, and um, we want to make sure everyone gets mentioned because and we it's uh, we appreciate it's you putting up with really the devil, 
Yes. And her nonsense, you know, her it, drunken foolishness, tomfoolery. Yeah, because yes. you know, not every, not all, every, you know, not all podcast listeners would put up listening to her, Colonel. No, some of these people on Patreon will ma- want us to give them money back. Yeah, for, for yeah. just for the things she says. But, uh, you know, I wonder if we probably could get a lot more if she wasn't on the show. Yeah, and here's another one. I love this podcast. I wish I could listen to it at work, except for that foul mouth devil. Hmm. <laughs> Brandy, Aww. you've took some hits uh, for some of these reviews, but you know, hang in there because I'm sure you have people out there that like you. They they're the silent majority, though. I mean, or minority. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try and carry on. Yeah, because uh, I'm sure that the, I'm sure there's someone out there that likes you, Brandy. Don't don't worry. Don't despair. There's probably one or two people. I I mean, yeah. In every crowd, there's a you know a couple eyeballs. It's it's mm. like the four out of five dentists surveyed. You know. Yeah, there's always that fifth. One. Who's a goddamn dentist that recommends sugar gum? You know who that guy is? He's a smart guy because he knows sugar gum rots your teeth out. The other dentists are like, why in the fuck do I want him chewing sugarless gum? I want them in here to fill their cavities when they chew the regular gum. He's got a good point, Brandy. It's all about my, it's all about the dollar, point. Timmy. It's all about the dollar. All right, thank you yeah, all this for is listening. All fascinating, and uh, we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Good day. Bye, bye, bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.